Let me get my chair here. You know, of you, uh, anybody here that's had any, any experience with public, any experience with, with public speaking, um, there's nothing much more, um, what do you call it, challenging than when you get something all prepared and all put together and the Holy Spirit comes along and says, no, change the plan. You say, <laughs> so this morning we're kind of going to kind of go with um, a partial sermon. So Sister Lydia, would you come up here this morning? We're going to be interviewing one of our dear sisters from the church here. We're talking this morning about hearing God's voice. I don't know about sit over there, Sister. Now, this morning in the service, uh, I'm, I'm just going to tell you what I felt. Maybe somebody else can identify. I felt a sense of God's presence in the service this morning I haven't felt in a long time. Anybody else feel that? Ooh, I'm not alone now. Great, great, great. And um, sometimes when I feel that magnitude of his presence, sometimes I will bow down and worship. I've even taken off my shoes. Do you remember when God spoke to Moses? He said, take off your sandals, dude. That's Giles' version, okay now? <laughs> take off your sandals before the, because the place that you're standing is holy ground. And I believe the same God that um, existed in the day of Moses exists today. Amen? Been no change in his character. He hasn't aged. Huh? He's still the same, I, the, the same great I am that he ever was. And so I'm believing that there are times when we can so see his presence manifested in our lives that it may cause us to do some unusual things. And I was over there bowing down to worshiping this morning. And I'm not sort of saying that to say, look at me. But I'm saying, look at him. The king is present in his house this morning. Amen. And so um, that's kind of where I'm coming from. And so when I was kind of worshiping here, I had kind of was going to do a little talk at first. But then I felt like I should have uh, asked our dear sister to, I'm going to interview her and just ask you a few questions about how she experiences hearing God's voice. So Lydia. God bless your good heart. How long have you been going to this church, Lydia? Been to church probably about eight years. Eight, eight years, give or take? Oh, no, we want this other one down here. Right, the, the one here? Yeah, okay. Eight years? Okay. Is it on? Uh, oh, that's good. So, um, eight years? <laughs> so, uh, how, how long ago did you become a Christian? I became a Christian 14 years ago, so... 2007. Okay, okay. And was that a good experience for you? It was a good experience. So all my life, even when I was little, I loved God. But um, our upbringing didn't really teach us about receiving Jesus. However, as I, um, you know, grew up and I heard people talking about Jesus and receiving Him into your heart, into your life, just making Him your Lord and Savior. I believed it, but I really didn't do anything about it because I was a stubborn girl, I guess. Or, but I just loved God, and he walked with me through every part of my life. Um, all the things that I went through, I'd pray to him, and he'd, he'd help me. And it was only until 2007 when I was just in my room, and I was reading a book, and quite a few of the Christian books that you get um, have the the prayer of salvation on the, on the back of it and 
I read that out loud and I meant it and then I felt a peace come over me and I knew that I was saved mm -hmm. and then I asked the Lord do you have anything to say to me now what and he said I love you and don't be afraid Amen. praise the Lord oh that's good so um, a while back uh, we were you were talking about an experience you had and what the Bible calls I've already got this thing here <laughs> I'll take another one. <laughs> Anyways, oh, by the way, a quick joke here. Um, let me find my joke. Where's my joke book here? Anyway, okay. <laughs> I always like to have a little humor to kind of loosen things up a little bit, you know. Did you, did you hear about the man who got hit by the same bike every morning? It was a vicious cycle. <laughs> I try, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Anyways, so... Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, you, you told me about an experience you had of being filled with the Holy Spirit. And for uh, some of the terms that, that most of us are acquainted with, um, this is being recorded, so it's going on um, television. And so over the next few weeks, it's going to be, uh, re it's being recorded. I just want to say all, hello to all those folks in TV land. And so uh, it's being not only recorded, but it's going to be, go it's, it's based out of a place in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's supposed to be going different places throughout the world. So we're trying to expand our effectiveness. We're trying to expand our um, um, influence. and trying to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. So anyways, um, so you tell me about an experience you had some time ago where that you were, um, maybe just explain it, when you were first filled with the Holy Spirit, as they say, and, and speaking in tongues. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I've heard about speaking in tongues, and I kind of wanted that gift. I thought it was so unusual and, and unique, and I just wanted it. Uh, so I asked, you know, quite a few times in prayer, and, and um, you know, might have been years later, I noticed every time I started praying, I'd feel something attacking my throat and my chest, and it would seem to be impeding my prayers and the more I prayed against it um, the tighter it would get and then I thought okay well I'm just going to praise the Lord and, and and then it will leave so I would praise the Lord and I would just exalt him and it would just throw my head back and it would squeeze and and it was kind of a frightening thing and it would you know stop me from wanting to even pray because it was uncomfortable and then one night I was laying in bed again, uh, praying, and um, I thought, what if that's the Holy Spirit trying to speak in tongues through me? What if it's not something bad that I was praying against? So I just kind of started opening my mouth and speaking, and right from the belly, right from my belly and out came tongues. And I was like, oh, I was so overjoyed because I had that gift but I wasn't using it. I didn't recognize what God was telling me. So many times we can misinterpret what God is doing in our lives because we have a certain um, mindset, and maybe that was a mindset of fear, and it was actually the gift coming through. So I just lay and pray for a whole hour, and you know that's been such a speci special gift to me, um, and I hope that everybody can do it because it just... It's a gift that um, breaks strongholds. It's a gift that um, changes you, and you don't even know what you're saying. 
sometimes when you don't know what to pray, you can pray in tongues. Uh-huh. <laughs> sometimes it's good not to know what you're saying. You get mad or upset. You know? <laughs> anyway, the Bible talks about in, in the book of Corinthians, it says that um, when you speak in tongues, your spirit prays. How many know that when you look at you or you look at me or you look at anybody, you look at Lydia. Let's pick on Lydia for a minute. When you look at Lydia, okay, there's more to Lydia than what you see. Lydia isn't just a body, right? Okay? She's not hair and teeth and eyes and whatever. Lydia is more than a body. Lydia is also a spirit being. Now, we can't see Lydia's spirit, right? At least I can't. Maybe some, anybody here can see that? <laughs> but Lydia is a spirit being. Lydia is eternal. The, the, the spirit part of Lydia is eternal. Right? Just like the spirit part of you is eternal. You've also got a soul. The Bible says, talks about the word of God being powerful and it, it, it's dividing asunder soul, spirit, and body. I think it's spirit, body, soul, soul, spirit, and body, something like that. But the point of it is, we have these distinct, different parts of us all in one package. Yay, for us. Eh? <laughs> that can be good and or bad. You know what I'm Especially when you get kids, you know, you get upset with your kids. Come here, spirit, or whatever noise. <laughs> little, little something there anyway. But the point of it is, because we're d- divided into these three different parts, the Bible says when I speak in tongues, or when Lydia was speaking in tongues, her spirit is praying, and she doesn't know what she's saying. Now, that I've heard people are, you know, that, that are kind of against this sort of thing, saying, well, you know, that these people are mumming something, and they don't know what they're saying. If they knew what they're saying, it wouldn't be tongues. Right? But they don't know what they're saying, okay, and they're speaking, the Bible says, they're speaking mysteries to God. So when your spirit is praying, right, you're speaking in a language you don't know what it is, but God knows. And so there's that communication that's going on. And you're building yourself up, the Bible says, in your most holy faith. So I just want to try to, you know, speak out of that a little bit and kind of, you know, encourage a bit. So my point is that what my, the title of my topic this morning is, God, How Does God Speak? And we know he speaks in different ways, and so we're just trying to cover a few of those ways this morning. We're trying to encourage you, the church, to, to, to kind of, can I say this, get with it spiritually. Amen? Those, get those gifts operating. Paul says um, in his writing, he says, stir up the gift. Get with it. Come on, make it alive. Amen? you got something on the inside of you. i got something on the inside of me. Yes, my dear wife, every once in a while it comes out. You know, I just but the point of it is, we've got something that's called the Holy Spirit, and he wants to work in and through us. How many know that um, we've only got one life? How about you, but I ain't coming back only when Jesus comes back with me, or I come back with him. You know, I'm not coming back as a whatever, some other animal, whatever. We've got one life on this, and when it's done, that's it. We want to be using that life to the max. Amen? I know, let's get back here with Lydia. But, um, so Lydia, you uh, spoke in tongues, okay. Now Lydia, now, and I'm going to touch on another Bible verse here. As I'm going along, the Bible says in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and uh, I think a verse that probably most of us are acquainted with, uh, this is Peter writing to, or Peter preaching, right, to the church. 
And he's quoting from a guy named Joel who lived hundreds of years before this. And he's saying, in the, and, and what's happening is the Spirit of God is being poured out. There's being, something's happening all of a sudden. These people have been praying for 40 days, and all of a sudden there's this wind that comes from heaven, and, and these people are talking in this unknown language, and it's pretty crazy. And so Peter gets up to address the situation, and he says, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. And he goes on to say this, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Now, it says men there. I believe that that could be used inter interchangeably with men, women, people in general. But the point of it is, according to what we read here, one of the ways God is going to communicate with his people is through dreams and visions. So Sister Lydia is going to talk about her experience with uh, dreams or visions. Lydia, I'm not sure which. So go ahead and just give us a little bit of a talk on that. Yeah, okay. This one is, is this on? Okay. This one is about dreams, actually. Um, when I was pregnant with my first child, I had a dream that I was at a table picking up, choosing fabrics, and I chose the blue one. But um, I didn't really understand. I thought it was just a regular dream. And I thought I was going to have a girl. <laughs> but I had a son, and I was surprised. And then um, the second pregnancy, I had a dream that there was a soother, a blue soother suspended in the air. And then I thought, wait a minute. The last time I dreamt, <laughs> I chose blue fabric. I had a son. So this one is going to be a son. And it was. And with our third child, I, I can't remember what the pink one was, the pink dream, but I knew I was having a daughter because of that dream. I think I maybe dreamt of a pink dress or something. And our neighbor that had three sons came laughing at me and said, no, you're going to have three boys, haha. -ha. I said, no, I'm not. And I started knitting pink stuff to bring her home in. And I had a daughter, and she's sitting over there today. So, yeah. So, and then I thought those dreams were only for me. But as it turned out, um, years later, I had a dream that I saw a, a dragonfly on my bedroom wall. And as I looked closer at it, it just turned pink. And it, had just, it, it was just elaborate and beautiful. Same dream I'm dreaming, I see it on the opposite wall, a dragonfly that's, you know, on that wall, I, as I looked at it, it became blue. And when I woke up, I thought, oh my, am I going to be a grandmother? But nothing happened for months. And then, all of a sudden, it was, uh, I think October, maybe, my kids called and they announced that they're going to have a child. And I was like, oh yes. Oh, but I got to tell you something else. Before that, I didn't know who it was that was going to have the child, and God showed me. I put on a house coat that was pink, and my uh, my daughter-in-law's mother put on a house coat that was pink. I put on pink slippers. I combed my hair in the dream, and I was ready. And then I knew who it was. He showed me who was going to have the the, grand, uh, the daughter, and that was because of my daughter-in-law's mother also prepared herself for grandmotherhood. So, you know, it's just an unusual thing, and it happened with my nieces and my stepdaughters, 
and I was 100%, and even though my you know, stepdaughter said, but I did that little fortune telling thing with the string. It said it was gonna be a boy. I said, I don't care what <laughs> the string said. <laughs> I said, God said, you're gonna have a, you know, the other sex, so it was just really funny, yeah. So that was my dream experience. Great, well, God bless you. <laughs> Anybody have any questions before I uh, move on to our next? Uh... All right, okay. Thank you, sister. God bless you. Let's give her sister there a pop. Okay, I just felt led to say everybody needs Jesus. And, you know, the Lord, he's so personal um, with every aspect of our lives. We can't think that something is too small for him because he cares about us so, so much. And, and even if it's just the tiniest thing, I found that he'd come to me with an answer, or a blessing, and he'd reveal it to me that he cares. So, you know, just don't hesitate just coming before the Lord with everything. God bless you, sister. Hey, Brother Lyle, you want to come up here, man? We're going to interview Brother Lyle here. Everybody know Brother Lyle? If you don't know, it's time you did. Brother Lyle. Man of mystery, this guy. <laughs> Oh, you can't sit with me, Mom. No, I was curious with him. My mom said I had the heebie-jeebies. Um, <laughs> well, so come back up here, Ask buddy. Ask me a question so I can walk around. Yeah, oh, you want to walk up? Okay. okay. You, whatever. You want. So, brother, tell me how long um, how long you've been a Christian, man? Oh, I don't know. Bro, <laughs> uh, uh, I really don't know. I was raised Catholic. So, raised Catholic, you go to church and you think you're Christian. You might, buddy. Okay, so you, I, I was raised Catholic, and so in the crux of it is this, that you go to church every Sunday, and you think this is what you do. You think this is the pinnacle of your Christian experience. It's not. Um, that in, in that going uh, to church, I, I developed a, an understanding uh, that there was a God. And, and bigger than me, and there was uh, amazing things. Um, I started having dreams. Cool. When I was 15, this is a good way to segue into it. I started having dreams that would come true. I was 15 years old, and I would be shown, generally in a different town that I've never been in, with different people with, I've never been with before. And this started happening consistently. And it w was freaking me out because um, mathematically, uh, the probability is extreme that you'd have one instance that would come true in a, in a dream. So my brain was going, whoa, wait, wait a second. This is billions and billions to one that this can happen over and over and over. There must be someone who's showing me something in the future. And I'm going, well, ESP is now. Yeah, extrasensory perception is now. You can all pick up on somebody's mood who's in the room and they're going through something. You can pick up on that, but that's a now thing. If it's a future thing, I'm going, that hasn't happened yet. So I went, it's got to be God. It's got to be God talking to me. So I went, okay, you're real. How do, how do, I, how do I get in touch with you? So... There would be a, a, a lot of events in between there, but at 15, coming awake. When the Spirit is 
Christian, uh, that was a question. Keep me on track. Is that? Uh, <laughs> Let me ask you this question, but while, while I'm listening, how do you distinguish between the spirit of God and the spirit of Satan? Okay, cool. Um, everybody starts out absolutely selfish. It's your normal natural. It's your normal operating mode to be selfish. Satan knows that. He will capitalize that. And he'll push that to the extreme. If, if there is a something, it'll be an overwhelming urge or something that comes from a spirit that causes you to be more selfish, that's usually the enemy. Hi, guys. How come you're so handsome? Hey, dude. Okay. So um, these are my grandsons, some of them. <laughs> so where was I? Quick, pull me back. <laughs> Distinguishing between. Oh, the okay. So the Holy Spirit will ask you to do things that are that causes connection, that causes love, that causes you to grow beyond yourself to love, and it'll be a love that has no restrictions. It'll ha be a love that is for other people. It'll be, yeah, see as I'm talking this, you can start to feel that. Um, that presence, yeah, is he causes you to love. So it won't be, it's, it's so far beyond eros, romantic. It's so far beyond uh, even philios, um, just a brotherly love. It is a pure, perfect, holy, eternal love that you start to see. If you look around, just move your heads around, look around at everybody in this room and say to yourself, Jesus that, that, that's not a, a suggestion. Say, Jesus, Jesus. You, love everyone here. you love everyone here. Just wait a second. If you can key in, tune into that, you'll feel his presence go, yes. That's the Holy Spirit within you going, yes. So, let me just jump in here. This jump. morning, when we were worshiping, okay, and I was telling you I had the shoes off and over there. I, I felt a love, something, a care. I, this may sound weird to you folks that are here, but I wanted to just run up to every one of you people and put my arms around it and say, God loves you. There, there, there's that sense of care and compassion beyond your own. I can't, you know, a lot of these folks don't even know, so I don't know where I'm going to start hugging you. But I mean, it, it's Jesus in us, right? It's that love. It's that caring. Yeah. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? And when you yeah. have that, it, it's something that you don't, it, it's not you. It's beyond you. Right, brother? Yeah. And so uh, I just wanted to throw that in there, that as he's talking about this love thing, it, this is not some kind of, you know, pie in the sky or boy and girl love. This is a compassion, something that's beyond Jesus said, out of your belly, I think it's a funny place for it, eh? but out of your belly shall flow rivers okay. of living water, life. Amen? And we, so we, the church, we have that power at work in us, and it wants to come out of us and transform life, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, are we up again, Mike? Okay, brother, another question. I'm it. Okay, hold on. Let me just finish this oh, one thought. Okay. 
So the other, the other way was this. Okay, so I explained very, very briefly that the spirit will well up within you and cause you to love. Satan will cause malice, anger, rage, separation, and you'll feel those things. And it'll be a, where is that coming from? It's like, oh, I'm so angry. It'll be like that. That's not God. There'll be all sorts of things. The un, uh, it'll be something like unworthiness. You will feel dirty, shamed, unworthy, unwanted, unloved. That's all coming from Satan. And he will pound on you. If you make one mistake, he'll hammer on you because you made one mistake. And he'll say, you're not worthy to be loved. You're not worthy to be accepted. And he'll pound on you until you agree. As soon as you agree with that, you have a connection with the mind that it was originated from and the intense attack will increase do you understand what i'm saying you've all been there so the other way to walk with god see he says a word he says in john he says if my word lives in you and you live in my word my father and i will come and make our home within you cool what does that mean you live in his word, you read his word and you agree with his word, all of a sudden you are now connected to the mind it came from. You're connected to the heart it came from. You're connected to the spirit it came from. You're connected with God the Father himself. There's that connection. And in that connection, his presence comes and dwells within you because in that connection is agreement. Where you agree with God, you walk with God. When you walk with him, you talk with him, you share things with him. He loves people through you. If that helps you out, there's the voice of the world, the voice of Satan. He'll take the selfishness and he'll push it too far. The voice of God will ask you to do things that are uncomfortable, but that cause love. His kingdom, of his increase, of his kingdom, there will be no end. He's cool. So brother, when you started moving in uh, signs and wonders, let me share a testimony. Uh, bro uh, dear brothers that we both know, <clears throat> this brother works, I'll just say he works at, in town at Nelson there, so this friend of mine goes to get get stuff there, he, you know, he, 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 he buys stuff there. He says quite often, he'll go see Lyle and they're chit-chatting and somebody will walk in crippled, can hardly bend, can hardly walk, and, and they'll go and, and Lyle will say, come on man, we're going to go pray for this person. So they go pray for this person and they walk out of there just as healthy. And he says, you know, I've seen this happen so many times now that it's just like almost like the way of life. So what, what I'm saying is, is my brother, God uses his brother in healing ministry and, you know, touching lives. And, and it isn't just Brother Lau, nor is it just our sister here, but it's other people God is using. Mm -hmm. So what I wanted to ask you, brothers, when, um, how could I put it? When did you start seeing signs and wonders or, or healings that started to manifest and begin to take place? Oh, when? And yeah, then I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna push it a little further than that. Okay. And when? And then how does it, how does it work? How does it operate? How does okay. It when? Uh, that's probably one of the hardest things. Is that um, when God asked me to do something, one of the times was this. Okay. I was on stage, <laughs> and He asked me to remove my shoes. Oh, that was funny. one of the hardest things I ever had to do. I'm on stage. I'm, they're going to think I'm idiots. They're going to think whatever. That was the hardest thing for me to do. It was just a simple little thing. I took my shoes off. He says, because the ground where you're standing on is holy. Mm. I went for probably four years after that and never wore shoes on stage. I was the barefoot brother. Um, 
cool. Pull me back. Signs and wonders. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, somebody read 1 Corinthians 4.20. 1 Corinthians 4.20, which is about a minute. Sword drill. Quick. <laughs> anyway, while we're looking for that, brother, what do you got to say? I don't know. The 420 will help me out. Go ahead. Read it. You got it. Go ahead. Mm hmm. What's the verse just before that? Thank you. Am I, am I, because he says, um, I come to you not with persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstrations of the spirit and power, that your faith may not be in 2-4? Okay, same, same. What did I say? Oh, <laughs> sorry. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Signs and wonders started simple things like this. Do something that's uncomfortable because then you are starting with baby steps. The baby steps are, you know how Xander's, he's, he's crawling, he's doing something. All, we all have babies that started doing that. Baby steps. He won't ask you to do something that's so huge and overwhelming that you'd be crushed by it. Take, take your shoes off. Go over to that person and say hello. This, this story really happened. No, I'm going to tell you a lie. No, this story really happened. I was in a building like this, and, a, and, a, and two women walked in front in the foyer. And uh, the first woman walked past. I felt nothing. Second woman walked past. I got this heartache, just huge heartache. And I looked back at the first woman, nothing. Second woman, heartache again. I went, oh, God, you want me to say something. So I walked over to this woman, and I said, hi, my name is Lyle. You've got a heartache, don't you? And she said, boom! starts crying and just dripping tears and I said I said you are where you're supposed to be that's all I've got for you have a nice life I walked away two years later she showed up in the basement of, of a church that I was at and she's holding a baby and she goes you 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 I gotta tell you what happened I, I was deciding whether to leave Nelson or not that night I was deciding whether I loved him or not that night. I was deciding whether I should be with him or not that night. But because of what you said, I stayed. We got married. This is our first child. The rest of the story is they went on to have eight or nine more kids. That was a big blessing. So it was supposed to be. That's how sometimes the spirit works. Last Sunday I was here and I get the first part of something. It was... This, uh, this is a now word. This is, this is a new season. 
something like that. And that's all he gives me. It's like, can't you give it all to me? Can't you say more? Let me understand what you're saying. And he goes, no, just, just wait. And so I come up, and it starts to flow. And so it had a huge impact on a few people here. Awesome. And that's what it's like. He gives you a little bit, but you have to trust him in it. If you knew the entirety of what he was going to speak through you, uh, he wouldn't have to be there. Let me jump in here for a minute. You wouldn't have to. Okay. I want to just say something about what you just said when he had that word last Sunday. You're it. (laughs) When he had that word last Sunday, we had brought a lady in. She had been uh, visiting us earlier this week, earlier that week from Calgary. She actually used to date my son. And so on a lark, she ended up coming here just to to visit us. And so we said we'd like to come to church. So she said, sure. So she came to church. So she's sitting next to me and my wife, and you may, some of you folks may have saw her, and so we're sitting there. And then Brother Lau comes up with this word, and he said, that guy's disgusting. No, it's not. No, she comes up, and the word that he had, she's sitting there dumbfounded. She said, that's for me. That's me. I know it. I know he's talking to me. And so after it was all over, I said, well, we should get this guy to pray for you. So I took her up after to pray, to get prayed for. And when she was being prayed for, Lyle said, that was for you, wasn't it? And she's kind of dumbfounded, said, oh, yeah. And, and then she left after, after the service, and we were supposed to meet her to, to get together, do something. And she says, i, I got to get away and pray for a while because there's so much has happened. I just got to process all this information. So I wanted to throw that in there just to say that, uh, you know, the brother's word last week ministered to this lady who he didn't know and we didn't anticipate was going to be there. He just showed up because we invited her, right? But how God worked in her life. Okay, I promised that I would push this further. Here we go. Instead of me talking, let's do a demonstration. Okay. Uh, Which way do you want to go? To do this. Jesus said, if I go to the Father, I will send my spirit. easy. When you receive a gift, you hold out your hand, Daddy. So go ahead. Hold out your hand. Hold out your hand. Jesus, you promised to send us the Holy Spirit. I ask you for the gift of your promise. Holy Spirit, come. Wait for a second. There we go. More. Many times, this is too big. This is too small. This is too big. This is too small. Get out of your head. Get down into your heart. It's a short journey. This is too big. If you're trying to analyze it and think about it, you're not in your heart. That's very cool. Thank you. You know what I like about this? Um, unscripted and, and the way it is, is we're just family and we're just sharing, which is cool. 
Jay, is, are you sensing anything? In worship, we were sensing the presence of God. And, and to me, it's not a blanket statement that everyone should be the same, but it, it feels like power. It feels like alive. I feel more alive, more like um, with me, there's actually a buzzing that happens. And I start to buzz out. And a lot of times, uh, that's when the words will come. And so, and that's when maybe a, a feeling will come. Um, so we're saying, how does the, how do I hear? Uh, maybe I'll feel something. You've got a real injury in your elbow. Uh, how did you know? Well, it's in your left elbow. Yeah, well, how, who told you that? <laughs> that's how we speak. Be a feeling. It'll be a sensation. It'll be picking up on somebody else's spirit by the Holy Spirit. So, and it'll cause love. It'll cause life. And it's amazing. He is amazing. One of the things, um, why don't you just go, or stand there for a minute, brother, don't go away. Um, one of the things I've found, too, is the way that God speaks. I try to use an analogy. Have you ever been, uh, you go to a restaurant to eat something, right? And when you're sitting there, you're, you order your food, you know, and, and then the waitress goes away. And, you know, you may be sitting there staring at the wall, or I don't know, whatever, just do, 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 do. And everything's kind of, just nothing really happens. And then you look over, and all of a sudden, you see that food coming, right? And, and, and when you see that food coming, what does that do? If you're hungry, it stirs something in you, right? I mean, there's, a, there's an anticipation. There's an expectation, correct? And you're, and you're sitting there, and boy, all of a sudden, it's like, you know, when you see that lady coming with that food, right, you know, you, you suddenly, that's what your focus is on that food. And it's kind of like that with the work of the Spirit. You can be sitting there and, uh, and then all of a sudden the Spirit of God will work, do something on the inside of you and you just, you just kind of come alive, right? And, and I found that that happens on more than one occasion where, you know, you suddenly just, just have this urge and you may not even know, like the book said, sometimes you want to, you know, God is saying, go talk to that person. What am I going to say? Well, just start talking, dude, and I'll open your mouth, right, type of thing. And sometimes that's the way it is, right? And so, to me, that's another way in which God works and, and, and moves. Is that there's that that edge. Now, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to invite us now. I'm just brothers already prayed, and we're just going to expect God to speak and work through the church. You're the church, right? <laughs> You're the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. His Spirit lives in you, right? So as we're here gathered, we're saying, God, speak to us through your church. So what we're going to do is take a few minutes. Maybe we could call, call the um, worship team up. Is that possible? And maybe sing a song. And we're going to focus on worship. We're just going to focus on him. Amen. And then when we focus, after we focused on him, we're going to say, Lord, if you want to speak through somebody in this congregation, then we're going to get somebody, you know, put up your hand or, or, or express something. You know, I'll kind of be walking around looking. I'm saying, Lord, where are you speaking? And we're going to expect God to hear. Maybe he'll be a word of knowledge. Maybe it'll be a tongue, an interpretation. Brother, brother um, Jesse spoke on the gifts of the Spirit in the past and done a superb job. So for those of us that attend here, we have an understanding. And for those that maybe are new to this, when you get home in your Bible, 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 9, I think it is. 
it talks about the gift of the Spirit. So let's just take a few minutes, group, and let's just focus. You know, we're focusing on Jesus, and we're going to worship him this morning. And then we're going to see if he's got something he wants to say. Are we ready for that? All right. Praise the Lord. No, this is there, buddy, brother. As uh, Lyle and Lydia and Jerry were all speaking, I was just kind of feeling like the, we skipped over a song during worship uh, this morning, and that's a song we're going to be singing right now. So we're going to be singing, Lord, I give you my heart. It's uh, an older song, which I think is perfect message for where we are. Let me just throw one thing in here. Maybe you want to sit, maybe you want to stand, uh, bow, whatever. Find your comfortable position, and let's just stay focused. So if you want to, you know, however you are comfortable, and just press in and focus, all right? I just want to share a word. Um, I've been praying a lot about how a lot of times we focus on, especially with social media and Internet and what everybody's opinions are, but I think it's really timely as... Uh, God's been sharing this with me through Hebrews, <clears throat> which basically it goes back to listening to God. And as Gary and Lau were saying, that we need to just really listen. So what is God saying to you today? So I just want to share these verses. Um, in the past, God spoke to our forefathers through the prophets at many times in various ways. But in these last days, he spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things. And through him, he made the universe. The sun, the sun is radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining things by his powerful word. After he provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he inherited is superior to theirs. For... For to which of the, uh, the angels did God ever say? This is for us. What did he say to these angels? You, he said to us, you are my son. Today, I have become your father. Or again, I will be his father, and he will be my son. 